Welcome to Pop to the Lou, where we share hilarious, embarrassing, heartbreaking, and inspiring stories of living life with IBD. This is purely for entertainment purposes. This is not medical, health, or even life advice, so do not take anything we say seriously. Welcome to episode 23 of Pop to the Lou. We know it's been a while since we've really done a bit of a catch up between the two of us. So we thought we would focus on that today, do our mind and gut check ins and just a little bit of. I know. Are you okay? No, I, I can't breathe. Stomach. <laughs> do you want a minute? Are you sure? It's fine. The podcast is about this. So <laughs> let's just roll with it. Do you need a cup of tea? But I just listened to episode 22 of Martha's solution to drinking tea for everything. So. I've just undone my jeans, so hopefully that helps. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. Uh, where were we? Right. So catching up and what our lives have been like for the past couple of months. We've had so many different people on the podcast. We haven't really gone into too much detail of what we're up to, other than Cass's trip to Ibiza, obviously, in the last episode. How are you doing, babe? You breathing well, okay? <laughs> Yeah, I'm having a little bit of a tough time at the moment, but you know, I'm not going to hide it from anyone. Um, I've just started struggling to breathe in the last literally three minutes since we were talking about something else. So for everyone out there who's got an IBD, you know how quickly these things come on <laughs> and completely take over. So yeah, I've just undone my jeans. <laughs> Um, because yeah, it was, um, my cramps are really bad then. So I, that's why I was, when you were doing the intro, I was trying to, uh, well, I was trying not to breathe because when I breathe, it hurts too much. If that makes sense. Like the oh, movement makes, of breathing. Yeah. Oh my hurts. God. Yeah. I don't, need to, I, don't, I don't need to explain that to you or anyone listening, but yeah. So, um, I'm in a little bit of pain, but you know, it happens. We, we, we know what it feels like. Uh, but yeah, I'm all good. So I've just had the busiest month I've had. My amazing friend, Anka's stag do, my incredible friend, Ellis's hen do, obviously been to Ibiza with Ma. Uh, then I've had my lovely friend, Benny's wedding. And then I've had my amazing friend's wedding, Anka, who obviously at the start of the month, I had his stag do. So I was Anka's groomswoman. So he, he had three groomswomen um, and they had a Sikh wedding. So it was a four day bonanza. Um, but yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, it's really weird when you have really big weddings or long weddings or you go away for weddings because you spend so much time with people, don't you? Oh, yeah. Because it's so, it's, it's so different to having like a Saturday when you kind of like talk to everyone and then get a bit rowdy and then you go home on a Sunday or whatever. Like we literally were with each other from Wednesday nights to Monday in the end because we all traveled up to London for it. So yeah, it was an incredible event and uh, very emotional. I kept the wife of my friend she's so stunning that she was in these amazing outfits throughout the whole wedding and she looked so incredible that on, on at the temple and at the English um, wedding on the Sunday she literally took my breath away I Aww. cried both of those days not that she didn't look absolutely amazing at the Bollywood event but I literally I don't cry like literally I'm the biggest ice cream going so I said to her sat you've opened the floodworks but yeah she looked so amazing she literally I mean she took my breath away so god only knows how my friend who was marrying her felt but yeah it was just awesome so yeah just sending so much love to what well, everyone that I've been um, a part of their wedding stags hens last uh, month and yeah just wishing you all the best and so much love for the future 
Oh, she did look absolutely gorgeous. I saw a couple of photos. It looked like an amazing wedding. It was, yeah, incredible. I just, uh, yeah, I think I'm still, can you believe it, speechless about it because it was uh, <laughs> one of the most amazing weddings ever. So we did, the, the three groomswomen did a speech oh. on Sunday as well, which was lovely. That was quite emotional doing that as well. So, and I've known Anka for 20 years. So we went to university mm. together. So he's a really, really good friend of mine. We've traveled together extensively. We, we used to live together at university. So yes, yeah, speechless, to be honest. It, mm. There was just so much love, like throughout the whole few days and it's it's lovely because you get to know obviously I know Anka's family really well but it was really lovely to meet his wife's family Sat's family and and all of her awesome friends she's got some incredible friends from university in particular and yeah it was just everyone was just there just like happy as Larry so it's amazing yeah amazing are you gonna get me started I'm gonna cry again (laughs) okay moving on what can we focus on? See, that's such a hectic month though. Honestly, I don't I don't know how you got through that. Just traveling and going from hotel to hotel and all of that. Is there anything that you found really helped? And because you are such a routine person, like you like to have every minute of every day planned. You like to have everything prepared. So going from that to traveling and having so many different events on that obviously you're not in control of how do you kind of manage all of that yeah for sure so I'm really used to I guess because I'm really used to kind of commuting with work and stuff there like living in hotels etc etc traveling around I'm really used to kind of um, making a hotel room like my home if that makes sense yeah so I take all of my like things that I, that really help me, whether it's my tea, obviously cups of tea, you know, sometimes hot water bottles. I just take all of the, all of the stuff that I know I need. I guess it's really important, like for anyone who's about to do like big social events, because I know it's really nerve wracking to do social events when you've got a bad stomach as well, especially if you don't know the people there. Cause a lot of the time when you do these things, you might know someone, you might be going as a partner or something such like, but you might not know everyone so you can't you you know you you might be even more nervous even more anxious which makes our symptoms even worse so I always say try and make your home in the new home if that makes sense home to home is that the phrase make Um, the hotel feel like a home like bring yeah yeah yeah, something like that phrases again here we go um Yeah, I think if you can if you can make your environment really relaxing and really nice, and you've got everything there that you would effectively have at home, all your snuggly clothes at night so that you sleep well, a nice book, your laptop if you want to watch some Netflix, loads of different teas. I always, oh my god, I always travel with just a massive bottle of water so that I'm just caning the water wherever I am, and it's just making sure that you're feeling settled and happy in that sort of area. And I think the other thing that I was really mindful of this time was making every making wherever I was staying really homely and trying to have a little bit of routine in relation to exercise so when I was in London I was going for runs as much as I could the day after the Bollywood event I did not do anything such as a run as such a run such as a run whatever (laughs) 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 been a few days um yeah I mean I could barely talk let alone go for a run after the Bollywood night I went in a little bit too hard on the first event but we'll move <laughs> swiftly on um 
but yeah I went for I went for runs I worked out you know if I was near a nice park in London where I was staying in Ibiza they had a gym so I used the gym I think it's it's making sure that it's really easy isn't it when you go away or you go to events to just kind of let loose and not do anything good for you do you know what I mean because you're you're eating loads of rich food eating more than usual drinking more than usual probably not exercising probably not drinking any water probably not sleeping very well and you're just out of that routine so I think again if you can incorporate as much as you can I think that does help so that's what I have done over the last month so wherever I've been I've still even if I didn't wasn't able to do a run I would do a little hit workout I've got a little app on my phone that I'll do in the morning even if it's a yoga um, like stretch workout just to get your you know movement going um, I've been doing that and I've been really really good with my water and to be honest even though you're eating everything that's obviously given to you at these kind of events I've been really mindful when we've not been you know at dinner or I don't know at breakfast together or whatever I've just been eating really well either side of it not by any means saying that the food wasn't good the food was incredible at all of these um different events but just been making sure that I was eating really well the routine's like half there but half not if you know what I mean so you try you're trying to balance out but oh my god just to make you laugh at the last wedding I went to which was obviously a very long one I couldn't poo (laughs) what I know who are you Everyone in the wedding party was aware, obviously told everyone. So from Thursday to Monday, I couldn't pay. You know so what? I reckon. I was wondering why I didn't hear from you as much. And it's because <laughs> you were on the loop. Yeah. But it was really weird. And I hate not pooing. And, um, yeah, I couldn't poo from Thursday to Monday. It was like updating everyone obs that I couldn't poo. And, I, and it's that thing, isn't it? When you can't poo, you get really annoyed with yourself. Then you get really annoyed about the poo. And then you can't poo even more because you're thinking about it so much. That was driving me nuts. And then I don't know what it was. I reckon it was a combination of just, you know, extra, extra food. Again, not exercising like I usually do. Booze and all that stuff. But I'm maybe just a bit nervous about our speech because we wanted it to be kind of perfect for the guys, you know, because, you know, they don't deserve anything less. But it was really interesting. I woke up on the Monday morning after, you know, the whole bonanza had ended. And uh, my, my, I was going to say housemate, but my friend who I'd been living with since Wednesday, she felt like my housemate, Hannah, love you loads. She went and got like a couple of oat lattes for us. I literally had my oat latte and I literally went to the toilet and I was like, Hannah, I'm doing it. <laughs> she was in the, in, like, in the hallway, yay. And um, yeah, I just WhatsApped everyone, obviously. And even when I got back to the office on Tuesday, I was like, guys, I couldn't poo. They were like, Cass, you WhatsApped all of us yesterday <laughs> to let us know. I was like, did I? <laughs> But it was insane and it just shows, doesn't it? When you're not on overdrive and, you know, because you... Because we were groomswomen as well, we wanted to make sure everything was perfect and we wanted to organize the groom and, you know, you, you, you're you doing X, Y, and Z. So you're probably running on a bit of nerves as well. And, you know, this is big, big wedding, a very, very beautiful, perfect wedding. So there's a lot of, not pressure, but, you know, you want to, you want everything to be perfect for the amazing couple involved. So I just think, I think everything was just, everything had been done. Everything went so smoothly. So by Monday I think my whole body had just relaxed and was like hey (laughs) I'm here 
That's the worst when it happens and you have an event though, because you have to wear, I mean, you looked great in your outfit, but I feel like my stomach would be so bloated and like swollen. I just be, yeah, not looking my best in it. it. Yeah. I did feel like I had, I don't even know what, like a netball in my stomach. Yeah. You You looked amazing though. So it didn't show. Thanks. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been an awesome month. But yeah, I think it's it's kind of just yeah, just reminding everyone like please don't not do things um, because of your stomach uh, because these things is just so incredible to be a part of and they are kind of anxiety provoking, aren't they? To do these sort of things, especially like stags and hens and people are letting loose a bit and things yeah. like that and. Yeah, and, and weddings where you have to be in photos or sitting down and you might not be able to go to the toilet or whatever. But yeah, please, please don't not do these things because they're, they're such incredible experiences and opportunities to be a part of. And yeah, I just wouldn't want people's illnesses to prevent them from doing so. So it's just kind of working out what works for you. And I think as well, the more you do these sort of things, Sarah, correct me if I'm wrong from your end, but I think you get more confident doing them. Mm. Do you know what I mean? A bit like anything, isn't it? And actually you you kind of work out some kind of things in relation to what works for you. And yeah, I think if you stop yourself from doing them, your your, your kind of confidence diminishes in relation to, to accepting these offers in the future. So if there's any kind of advice I would give is just please, please try and do these things. Even if, even if you can't attend something for the entirety of the event, just try and do like a small part of it you know because like hens and stags for example are usually a couple of nights or whatever they might look like so even if you could go to dinner or just one night or something like that because you know that you can manage that but maybe not the whole weekend I would definitely recommend doing something like that uh, because yeah the the like joy of being around your loved ones is just so good for you isn't it being around people and having that interaction and I would just hate to think that people are isolating themselves because of feeling so ill. No, I completely agree. And it is, you can get in that mindset of just being really scared to do anything. And just depending on where you're at in the flare, yeah, you get, you get nervous. And then like you've talked about before, like going into location being like, okay, where's a washroom and what kind of food do they have that I can eat? I can't eat, especially when it's like a set menu at a wedding or something like that. But I do think where you can definitely participate because you don't want to isolate yourself. It's just not healthy for your mental health at all and even um I was thinking about it the other day even if you drive if you don't really want to drink and you know you don't want to stay over because a lot of people don't want to stay over and I get that because it is really hard staying over when you're away from your own washroom and and your own home comforts because again that can really test your confidence and really enhance your anxiety so even if you kind of drive I think that would it just make, allows you to be part of that really, really special day, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, or what a, whatever event it might be. But yeah, I just think try and have a look at it and see what tweaks you can make so that you can attend things. So I just, yeah, I'd be so upset to think of people just not doing anything because of their illness. And again, like you said, Sarah, I know it's completely dependent on where you're at with your illness. And, you know, if, if you genuinely can't get out of bed and you are, you know, categorically so you know you're bed bound or you're in hospital it's a different story isn't it but if you're at a kind of different stage and stuff I really encourage people to to try and attend these kind of events absolutely how about you honestly I don't know that month went by so quickly I don't even know I have no clue (laughs) 
what day of the week it is right now. My life is so hectic as always. And I feel like, so I started the new job in March, March 14th, I think. So it's been like over a month now, about six weeks. And to begin with, I was like, okay, I'm going to be super organized. I'm going to like prep and prepare and like all of, no, no, I'm just not that person. And so I have sucked at doing that, but it's not helping me. I'm trying to find ways that suit me that can work with obviously like my diet limitations and my exhaustion and hecticness and all of that. So I'm trying to figure out, and it probably will take, does that sound really Canadian when I said out? I'm getting- You are Canadian, <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm, side note, I'm getting- It's all the Canadians out there. <laughs> uh, the guys in the office today were showing me, um, I don't even know, a clip from South Park and making fun of Canadians and how we say about- Anyways, so now I have like this whole thing. Okay, so let's break it down. I am doing a horrible job at eating healthy and making sure I get the protein that I know I need. So that's one major thing. So glad you thing. finished that sentence. I thought you were going to just say a horrible job. And I was like, so we're going to have to cut this. <laughs> but no, no, no. I'm doing a horrible, horrible job at getting protein. And I know I need it. That was like one of my big things for this year. So I need to make sure I'm getting protein shakes. And I've been trying to make protein pancakes each morning, but it's finding the time in the morning when I have to be in early. So there's that. And then also I tried recently HelloFresh because I know you mentioned oh, what's, you? The, yeah, what's the one that you do in the UK. Right. I don't know if they have that here, but I just obviously see advertisements for HelloFresh all the time. And I was like, you know what? I feel like there's probably some items that I could tailor because they do say certain menu items will be like naturally gluten-free, but not suitable for celiacs. But because everything is, I mean, it's just vegetables that you cut up or seasonings that you like add to it and everything's so separate that I can easily omit things. And I've bought, so like tonight, um, it called for pesto, which obviously had cheese in it. And I just had like a free from gluten-free, dairy-free pesto and use that instead. So things like that. And before one of the meals came with green beans and I just didn't eat them because I knew they wouldn't work for me, but I did that once. And obviously I'm just feeding myself. So you get like two servings out of each meal, which has been great. So I did like three of those. And then I skipped last week. They just didn't have anything really suitable for me, but you can pause it quite easily. And then, yeah, I have another order coming next week. So that's nice. helping a little bit on certain nights of the week. But like Monday and Tuesday nights, I leave work slightly early, get back, and then I have class until nine o'clock at night. I don't really have time to cook anything then. Uh, and then it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So those kind of work better. Um, a bit more time to cook when we're not recording. <laughs> Can you prepare on Sunday, your Mondays and Tuesdays? I know you hate to prepare stuff and I know you hate to plan stuff. And it, this is where you and I are like chalk and cheese. Yeah. Oh my God, I got a phrase right. You did. Um, <laughs> You'd be so proud. The only thing I would say is I think you'd feel better on the Monday and Tuesday if you'd plan. It's only two days, isn't it? If you'd plan yeah. those meals or maybe you bulk cook something you could eat the Monday and Tuesday on the Sunday. That's all. Maybe part of my problem is though that I, like, I don't have a microwave. So reheating certain foods just tastes like crap. Like I need like the fresh food find and I just don't really like it. Like when I reheat chicken, like it ends up drying out. You know what I did find? Can you make like a pot? Can't you make a uh, like a, a big pot of a dish on a Sunday? Yeah, potentially. What I ended up having last night, I didn't have class, but I was just not in the mood to cook. And they have these pre-made uh, chicken soups. I always want to say chicken noodle, but obviously no noodles because uh, they're gluten-free. But I had that and that was actually perfect. It took 
maybe five minutes to heat up in the pot and it tasted fine. It was everything I could eat. It was easy on my stomach. I was like, this is heaven. So I think I might just stock up on those and then yeah, keep ordering HelloFresh where I can. Anyways. Yeah. So I think hopefully I'll figure out the whole food thing eventually. Other than that, I have been trying to be really good at still getting the sleep that I know I need because if not, I just suffer the next day. So I will turn everything off and go to bed at nine o'clock. at like the latest one possible that's helped. And just little things like I shower the second I get in from work and like that's done and get ready for bed. And then like cook meals and stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to balance it all. Oh my God, babe. You're going to be so impressed with me. I went to the doctor. Yay. Thank you. Finally. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) Yeah, we're still trying to figure out what's going on with me, but I just went for another round of blood work, which is always my favorite activity. You haven't been too well of you. You've been really fatigued. Yeah, the fatigue is intense and the brain fog. And I don't know, I'm kind of waiting to see what they come back with because I do know all of those things are part of having ulcerative colitis. So that's not ideal, but I'm hoping, I don't want there to be anything wrong, but I want something that I can fix. So (laughs) uh, yeah, just kind of trying to figure that out at the moment. I have ordered more vitamins. Uh, They did find that I am deficient in vitamin D. So I need to take a supplement for that. And I'm going to take a few other supplements because a few other things were quite low. What other supplements are you going to take? I can't remember. There's like a list of them. Um, I can't even remember the name of the company that I ordered from. If I can find it, I'll link it. I don't know if they're international or not. I think maybe. Um, And you can do, I didn't do the quiz. I just went off of like my results from the blood work. They do have a quiz where you can kind of check your symptoms or something like that. And then they'll recommend certain vitamins. And then you get these packets and each day it has the packet with your vitamins that you just take for the day. Oh, amazing. So yeah. you get the, you, you, you have your bloods, you get the results and then it interlinks with the vitamins you need. No, no, no. That's how I did. I oh. went to the doctor, got ah, the results okay. and then went to the website, but the website itself is just like a separate company. Oh, you can go in and do a quiz. And I don't even yeah. remember what kind of questions they have. Cause I, I did it ages ago and never ended up ordering at that point, but they'll recommend and say, oh, you're tired. Maybe you need to have more vitamin B12 or something. I don't know. I'm making that up. And then you can combine the different vitamins and get your own little packet that you take each day. Oh, amazing. Yeah. I love the sound of that. I will find the link okay. and put it in the description because uh, it's quite interesting, but I just, I'm cautious of all medication I take, including supplements, because I know you yeah. don't want to overdo it on any. So when I looked at it before, I was like, mm, I think I'm going to try and figure out what's actually going on in my body before just taking random yeah, supplements sure. that I don't need. And you have to, and obviously I know you're not on any meds, but you have to be really mindful of the supplements you take when you're on pharmaceutical meds as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, But it's a cool concept. So I'll see how it goes. And I I did really like the other multivitamin that I was taking from Kin, uh, which is like a prenatal. So I'll probably order more of that as well. My doctor is happy with me taking that. Not that I'm trying to get pregnant people. Uh, (laughs) As we covered before, it just has additional (laughs) vitamins that are needed when you have ulcerative colitis or have taken particular medications in the past. Just a disclaimer for my mom listing. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, so we'll see. Hopefully I'm at the point that I know I need to make a change because this is not my, I'm out of rhythm. So I think this weekend I'm just going to kind of like take check of things. I also really, really want to get back into doing 
more Pilates. So just trying to figure out where I can fit that into my schedule, even just like one day a week on weekends. Every Saturday morning, I've been getting up early, going to the market and getting like fresh fruit and vegetables and flowers and stuff. I'm loving that. So maybe I can fit in like a Pilates class after and then carry on with my day. Amazing. So, so say with your exercise, is it been more of a time thing or an energy thing or Both. combination? Both. Okay. Like I literally have no idea where I would fit it in during the week. I'm also just so fucking exhausted. For sure. Yeah. So it's a bit of both. You know, when you just get to that point though, and you're like, Hey, this isn't working. I need to change. Um, and it hasn't been that long. Like I said, it's only been like six weeks since I started my job, but I just know I'm out of flow. I'm out of rhythm. Um, I need to get back into it or it's just going to make my life miserable. And I need to find a way that works for me because my schedule still, even with work is all over the place. Like one day I'm at events and I'm taking clients out for lunch and doing things like that. And the next day I'm at my desk for eight hours straight, like doing whatever in office. So even with that, it's not a set rigid schedule um, every day, which is perfect for me. But yeah, just trying to figure out what works with that kind of life being all over the place. I think it's um I don't know I, I don't know if if it would ever help for you but I always think in my head if I if I like nail my morning routine it usually sets me up for the day because I in my head I know I've done a little bit of exercise and I'm talking like 12 minutes again yeah. whether it's yoga booty workout abs workout something really really tiny um that I do literally in the morning as soon as I get up and then I have do you know what I mean it just it for me it just sets me up in a really good way and it's really really minimal so it's that kind of just like short-term input basically but it it does make a world of difference with me I really really yeah. notice it when I'm not in that zone it, it's that I know with me the morning stuff is a little bit of exercise and a load of water just starting the day off and then I I seem to make better choices if that makes sense yeah. I seem to do the other good stuff that follows on from that I think because I've started in a positive way funny you should mention that two points um one I, I like that idea I did some stretching the other morning because my body was so sore I was like oh my god that was great I do like getting up really early and having a calm morning as much as it can yeah. be like I hate sleeping in and then being like really rushed because that just makes me anxious for the full day so yeah getting up moving, doing like my whole like morning, whatever, getting ready. But funny enough. So you know how everybody quote unquote, everybody, but people say that apple cider vinegar is good for your stomach and digestion and stuff like that. I was like, you know what? I have some amazing honey from the market, got some fresh ginger, some apple cider vinegar, bit of lemon, mix that with some hot water in the mornings. I was drinking it with a straw because you don't want to mess up your teeth. Oh my God. Worst idea I've ever had. First of all, I was talking to a friend of mine um, who's a dental hygienist and we were, I don't even know why, just randomly about teeth and straws and whatever. And she's like, oh, but you shouldn't drink through a straw if you have stomach issues because it can like make your stomach more gassy. And I was like, what? How have I never known that? So I didn't know that. Right. It's a thing because you end up getting more air in when you're swallowing. Ah, interesting. So I was like, noted because I was feeling like my stomach was just so bloated and like, you know, when you feel like you need to burp, but like you can't, like you just have all this air in your stomach. No, massively. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Uh, So I was getting that. And then (laughs) I was like, what the hell? So I stopped drinking with a straw and like risked it. But apparently, so just to finish that whole straw thing, she said, instead, just after you finish drinking, whatever acidic drink, um, like lemon water, just rinse your mouth out with like regular water and it will balance the pH again. So oh, just okay. do that. Interesting. But don't brush your teeth right after doing that anyways. 
you can Google. There's a whole thing. But how it. did you find the actual liquid for your stomach? Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Literally all week. I was trying it for a good like week or so. And it was like every day I was so uncomfortable. My stomach was so swollen. I constantly was feeling like I had to burp, but like I couldn't. I just had all this like air in me and just like, it was just not sitting right. So I stopped. And I would just like to say this morning, I had one glass of water, plain water. I had two coffees, which was four shots. That's totally fine. <laughs> okay. Oh, awesome. So just saying. <laughs> it's like there's so many diet trends and things that people say like, oh, do this. It's so great for you or that. And not everyone's body is the same. So you kind of have to figure out what works and doesn't work for you. And I don't care who tells me how great apple cider vinegar is. I am not doing it again. I will stick to my double shot lattes. <laughs> And feel much better throughout the day. <laughs> no, I get that. We've spoken about it loads, haven't we? Just, yeah, certain things are great for <laughs> potentially people who have got a, um, a non-IBD <laughs> gut. <laughs> um, yeah. And others just, yeah, it's just not, it's just not happening. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to keep this week's episode super short. We just wanted to check in with you guys. We just wanted to catch up with each other. It's been a, a hectic few months for both of us for completely different reasons. Next week will be our final episode of season two. We're actually going to talk about something quite serious next week. Can you believe it? <laughs> but we're going to get into the kind of informative and medical side of Crohn's and colitis and discuss some of the misconceptions that are around both of the illnesses. So yeah, so really hope you can check out that episode next week. Really hope you enjoy it. It's been lovely catching up with you today, Sarah. Really hope you enjoy this brief chat we've had today over all things non-IBD related as per. Well, we've spoken about a few IBD things, haven't we? Um, But yeah, hope you all have a great weekend ahead. I look forward to wrapping up season two with you all next week. Thanks, guys. Love you.